the 2022 Tree Hugging Championships. A chess robot goes rogue and breaks a child's finger, and astronauts are told not to masturbate in space. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a young gentleman in a closet. That's right, I'm a gentleman through and through. The Tree Hugging Championship 2022. This competition was the first Scottish tree hugging championship, and it took place over the weekend at a place called Ardort, Ardornish Estate. It's part of the Morvern Games. Uh, I'm hoping I don't butcher these Scottish words. I apologize up top. This event was run in association with what's called the World Tree Hugging Championships. Did you know about that? I had no idea there was this World Tree Hugging Championship going on. This sounds like an event Jonesy should go and cover as a journalist slash podcast, but also as a participant. A little gonzo journalism, you know. Hunter Thompson would not only cover the event, but he would get involved and, you know, drink a lot with the people involved as well. (laughs) I think I can do that. Anyways, there's a World Tree Hugging Championship that's held annually in the Halipu Forest in Finland. That sounds beautiful. It says here, a tree huggers over the weekend assembled in Arnamachan. 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 I think that's the one. Um, this was part of a week long games and gala week on the peninsula. Showing the love for the forest, competitors had to take this event very seriously. Tree hugging is a very serious activity. Now, they expected only 10 competitors for this tree hugging competition. They were very surprised to see more than 25 people show up to hug some trees for a good cause. Now on the website, I have a list of the events. We have speed hugging, the most trees hugged in one minute in a clearly marked area, hugging as many trees as possible in one minute, each hug lasting a minimum of five seconds. There's another event titled dedication, The most dedicated hug, showing presence, intention, love, respect, etc. Of a specific tree of the participant's choice, lasting a maximum of one minute. And then there's an event called the Freestyle. The most creative hug. Style open to participants' own interpretation. One tree only, lasting a maximum of one minute. So it's three very short tree hugging events rather than one long one i thought it was going to be like those dancing marathons see how long you can hug a tree you know so the last person standing is the winner this is actually more creative i think i like this says here the tree hugging championships were judged by a panel of independent judges who have an interest in trees the environment and green health so they only brought in judges who have an interest in trees. You should bring in judges that have an interest in hugging as well. I would think that you need some hugging experts. Now on the championship website, there is a mission statement. Their aim was to raise awareness of nature in the local and global community, promote understanding about the benefits of trees for human health, increase appreciation of nature, and host a very friendly shared experience that brings people together. Well, that's all fine and good, but what about the trees? What about their feelings? Do you think they enjoy being touched by us gross humans? (laughs) I mean, they know what we're doing to the planet. They must be like, ew, these people? Ugh, 
Oh, you're touching me? Dude, get off me, man. Get off. And you know tree huggers don't shower, so that's a thing. A chess robot went rogue and broke the finger of a seven-year-old player. A damaged ego is usually the worst injury that a chess player can come out of a match with, but in Russia, a seven-year-old child playing against a chess robot was forced to interrupt the game when the robot suddenly snapped one of his fingers, breaking the child's finger. <laughs> well, this robot went all Tanya Harding on a seven-year-old <laughs> to win the match. <laughs> uh, I told you guys, don't trust these robots, man. They got it out for us. Can't even play a friendly game of chess with us. It says here, according to the vice president of the Chess Federation of Russia, Sergei Smagin, the chess robot broke the little boy's finger when the child went for a swift move without waiting for the necessary time for the machine to complete its action. So, I mean, it sounds like the boy was trying to cheat, so perhaps he deserves this. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But also, it sounds like the robot's not been programmed correctly. Like, what do you... So, like, there's got to be a better response from the robot than to break the digits of the opponent? <laughs> Come on, guys. What are you doing over there? Well, this is Russia, uh, so we have to keep that in mind. Sounds like this robot was programmed by Putin, to be honest with you. We have a quote from this guy, Smagin, who says, The boy's all right. They put a plaster cast on the finger to heal faster. Yes, there were certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated them. And when he made a move, did not notice that he was supposed to wait. This is an extremely rare case, the first that I can recall. <laughs> well, he's like kind of blaming the child. Well, you know, the child violated the rules. The rules of chess robot. <laughs> what the hell, man? Are you guys all right over there in Russia? <laughs> this is a very rare, hardly ever happens, you know. Let's not, let's not freak out about it. <laughs> yeah, how about you reprogram your robot to maybe just, I don't know, make a high-pitched noise or alert, alert, <laughs> and flash some red lights. Let everybody know the child is not playing, like, fairly. Instead, you just break a digit. <laughs> so stupid. Now, there's a video of this. You can Google and watch it. The boy appears to have his finger trapped by the robot's hand for a few seconds before a woman rushes to help him and pull at the robot to get the child's finger free. Three men also intervene shortly after and manage to get the boy's finger free of the robot's hold. But then the robot shoots lasers at each of those three men, and they're vaporized right there on camera. It's crazy, guys. This robot just vaporizes them for intervening. This is the future of robot games, guys. This is what we're signing up for, guys. This is, uh, what can I say, a Black Mirror episode coming to fruition. This is our future, guys. Uh, this seven-year-old, by the way, is a prodigy. His name's Christopher. He's among the 30 strongest chess players in Moscow, aged up to nine years old. It says here, that makes him very good in a country where chess has become something of a national source of pride and a obsession. For 80 years, the best players in the world were Russian. They're considered a powerhouse in the world. Yeah, they're actually considered other things lately that I'm not going to get into. It's funny, they're like bombing a country right now, but then you know, they're having little chess tournaments as well. They're teaching the kids. Making little chess robots over here. Having a good old time. <laughs> uh, you okay, Russia? I got one more quote from this insensitive vice president of the Russian chess organization. 
He says, it happened. It's a coincidence. Apparently, children need to be warned. It happens. <laughs> children need to be warned. This guy. <laughs> this sounds like the guy you want running a children's chess tournament. <laughs> Holy crap, Russia. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that in Russia, they don't practice the old timeout on the kids. <laughs> Can anyone confirm that? They're not doing the whole timeout thing, is my guess. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yay! Astronauts are ordered not to masturbate in space, but why? That's right, astronauts have been told not to play with their rockets in space because they could get crewmates pregnant. Self-pleasuring is banned in zero-G amid fears any floating semen could leave female colleagues up the duff. Up the duff, that means pregnant in the UK, I believe, correct? Up the duff, anyone want to confirm this? You guys and your weird old-school silly phrases over there. Still holding on to it, I see. All right, it says you can get your female colleagues pre pregnant from floating semen. I find this very hard to believe. Is this really what's going on up there? It says here, this bizarre revelation came on a chat show from Conan O'Brien. It's a Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. I wouldn't call it a chat show. Is that? <laughs> hey, UK, what? it's 2022. Okay, so during the recording, during the recording... <laughs> Okay. During the radio work recording, uh, Mr. Conan asked a NASA engineer if he had ever sent porn to the ISS. Uh, this guy, identified as Smythe, told him, no, none of that. Conan O'Brien asked, does porn work in zero gravity? Uh, the guy told him, three female astronauts can be impregnated by the same man on the same session. It finds its way. <laughs> what is that you're talking about? Floating semen finds it finds its way to female astronauts. This is bizarre, man. Is this a real article? I gotta see. Hold on. Well, yeah, apparently this is real, and it the conversation did take place on Conan's podcast, which I don't listen to. Uh, it says here NASA is getting ready to look at how sex in space might work as it plans for future Moon and Mars missions. Academics from Montreal say such research is essential to the success of deep space missions and building off-world settlements. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to me that you're going to have to figure sex in space, but why can't you masturbate, man? I'm still a little confused. It can't, it's not going to really float away and impregnate somebody, is it? This is what they're saying. I can't believe this. I mean, like, maybe if these... Astronauts are just floating around naked and <laughs> with their legs spread. <laughs> even then, this seems... I mean, even if you're trying to do it legit, you have to use like a turkey baster, right? This is what they say. It's like a turkey baster sort of situation. So you got to put effort into grabbing it and putting it up there. It just doesn't just float around inside you. I mean, it might float around and land in your hair, and that's not very pleasant. It's not going to float up inside your nether regions. <laughs> 
Any astronauts out there can confirm this? Confirm this? They got to figure this shit out, man, because if I can't masturbate, I'm not going up there. There's just no way. That guy, Scott Kelly, was up there for a year, man. You mean to tell me he didn't masturbate one time? It's really prohibited. If that guy was up there for a year without masturbating, that's a real hero. I'm telling you right now. He, the guy was up there a year and never touched his space junk. Not once. Well, they need to figure this crapola out because space tourism is a reality. And space vacations are going to be something that's going on in the near future. You're going to be able to go up there with your, with your significant other, whole family, stay at a space station or some floating paradise where they have in and out and, you know, hurricanes and everything you need. <laughs> and people are going to, you know, want to get it on up there or masturbate or whatever the hell. So this has to be straightened out. Now, I'm going to have to go listen to that Conan O'Brien episode and find out. Were they joking around? Are they laughing while they're talking about the semen floating in zero gravity? I imagine this is kind of a joke. Uh, but there is some truth to the fact that, you know, they don't really know about intercourse up there. So need to learn more, listen to that episode. Nice to know Conan's got a weird podcast as well. I want to fly like my fluids through zero G. <laughs> Stupid. I apologize for an Eagles parody. That's inappropriate. Not so much the subject of it, but the fact that it's the Eagles. <laughs> okay, okay, listen. I want to give thanks and praise, first of all, to you for making it to the outro. Uh, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me over the weekend. I got a lot of compliments on the Florida Friday stories, and uh, yeah, thank you. I got some gifts uh, over the weekend. Anna Marie Starr sent me some strong coffee. It's actually called Strong Coffee. It arrived at my door on Saturday, and I was thrilled. Absolutely. I can't wait to try this strong coffee. So big shout out. Much love to Anna Marie Starr for keeping Jonesy highly caffeinated. It's just, it's so delightful and I'm so grateful. I have amazing supportive listeners. Also, Connie from Georgia, I, I don't, I can't remember if I said this, but a couple weeks ago she sent me some hundred grand bars, which you guys know is my favorite candy bar. Hundred grand. And in addition to that, she sent me moon pies. When's the last time you guys had a moon pie? Moon pies, baby. Yeah, I stuck them right in the freezer, baby. Uh, so I'm super grateful for my my listeners and fans sending me stuff like that, showing me the love, you know. And I, if you're gonna send a gift, man, please something to eat, something to drink. That's what I'm. Something to smoke is okay too. Hey, if you were like, I want to send you a box of cigars. Oh, I'd be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Um, okay, what else? Review. I have a nice review on Amazon. I was so pleased to see this this morning. Michael D. Crook left me five stars, guys. Five stars. Michael wrote, Weird AF News is the best. He writes, Not sure why it had me rate the flavor of this podcast, but it is very sweet, in my opinion. As sweet as a cup of cold brew on a hot summer's day. Five stars! Exclamation. Five stars! I love that he wrote. <laughs> five stars! I imagine I'm I'm reading it exactly as you intended me to read it, Michael. Right? Tell me I'm right. Uh, please email me. I'd love to hear from you and find out who you are. Uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can also call the show, 646-450-2012. 
If you guys would like to help me out, re- write me a review. These are great. I love them. Amazon is a place. Also, Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes. You can leave stars and reviews. Pretty cool. If you're listening on Spotify, you can just you can't write anything yet, but you can tap five stars, and that would be supremely helpful as well. Um, and if you'd like to support the show because you uh, got a little got a little money on the side, and you're like, I want to support this independent creator in a closet. Cool, man. Well, hit me up if you want to mail me some coffee or something. I accept such gifts um, and appreciate it very much. Or if you don't want to go through all the uh, post office and that crap, you can join the Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can just make a, you could buy a Jonesy coffee, which is kind of like making a donation off my website, weirdafnews.com. Just hit buy Jonesy a coffee. And you can buy me multiple coffees and write a little love note or a, a suggestion or maybe you want to critique me. I don't know. Maybe you want to tell me I'm a jerk. You can write that too. I'm okay with it. I'm open to feedback, guys. All right. Love you. See you tomorrow.